It's time to take a journey to find your courage, break through your limits, and master your destiny. It's time for Ken D. Foster's Voices of Courage. Ken brings you some of the most courageous people on the planet that will inspire greatness within you and change your life for the better. It's time to see the unseeable, know the unknowable, and do the impossible. It's time for Voices of Courage. And here's your host, Ken D. Foster. Oh, Todd. So happy to be here with my sound engineer and uh, my guest in studio right now. We've got some new, new music playing if you've been listening to the show. So I love it, Todd. Very good job. So listen, right now, in this moment, you have the power to heal your mind and body by tapping into higher realms of consciousness and wisdom. Today, you can start on a journey that will lead you to freedom from mental, emotional, and physical disease by becoming receptive to some new possibilities for taking back your power and healing whatever you need to heal. Hi, this is Ken D. Foster. I'm your host here on Voices of Courage. And today the show is called The Courage to Take Full Charge of Your Body. You know, so many people I've worked with over the years have lost their brilliance and their power by turning it over to others, whether it be a friend, a spouse, a teacher, a doctor, a lawyer, uh, what they usually don't understand is that, at least at a deep level, is by doing that, by, by going out and not only seeking wisdom, but denying your own wisdom and just taking on somebody else's point of view as the, quote, expert in your life and in your body, many times unintentional consequences uh, take place. So this doesn't have to continue on, right? We have ways that we think, uh, decisions we make, and behaviors that we've capitually show up doing, right? Whether it be in front of a a medical practitioner or just uh, showing up in our life, that a lot of times is really disempowering ourselves, right? So let me give you an instance that came to me. Uh, I had a friend that uh, had some warning signs that um, he had a he had a little toothache going on, right? And you know he didn't take care of the toothache, and he didn't take care of it, and he didn't take care of it, and he thought, well, it's just a toothache. I'll get to it when I get to it. I'll see the dentist. Well, about two weeks ago, he ended up in the emergency room. He had uh, septic shock. His uh, kidneys were shutting down. He had disease throughout his whole body. Uh, they had to pump him up with the massive antibiotics to save his life. His blood pressure was dropping down. It was down before, below like 48, 49. He was going, right? And, you know, so that was just not taking care of what he needed to take care of, right? So he got out. He, he understood what went on. He knew he had this toothache. He did a little research on the internet. He found that tooth decay in that particular region of his body was directly associated with liver, with liver challenges, right? He, he went to the dentist. The dentist, uh, he has a holistic dentist that he goes to. The dentist acknowledged it. He's had several patients like this. He said, you got to get this thing extracted, right? So he extracted the tooth and, you know, and now he's back, he's 100% again. He's back to health, right? Um, a lot of times the warning signs are there 
you know, the pain and disease is, is there. That You know, disease is just nothing but a warning sign. Pain is just nothing but a warning sign. But how many times do we not pay attention to those warning signs? So, you know, today I really want you to think about, is there any pain in my body? Is there anything that's going on that I have not paid attention to, that I really need to take charge of, that I really need to think, wow, what am I going to do here? See, I found in my own life and working with hundreds of clients that not only is pain a warning sign, it's also the start of a journey. Most of the time, we go to a doctor or a practitioner and they give you something to mask the, to, for the symptoms because you want to relieve the symptoms instantly. But most of the time, we don't get to the cause. And if you don't get to the cause, what happens is a lot of times it comes back a lot more painful, a lot more intense, right? It's kind of like this. Here's what I see. You know, if you don't pay attention, you get a little tap on the, on the shoulder. If you still don't pay attention, you get a little harder tap. If you still don't get attention, pay attention, you get a, like a two by four that hits you. Okay. So you want to be really clear that, you know, not only, and you've heard me say this many times, life is a school. We're learning, we're growing, we're evolving. Or you're just playing it safe and you're kind of walking, you're the walking dead. But for most conscious people, we're learning, we're growing, we're evolving, we're becoming uh, more, we have more wisdom in our life. Part of that wisdom comes from paying attention to what's, what's not working. Okay. So, I want to say this to you. If you want to really tune in to your body, you're going to have to understand how the body works, which is why I've got a couple of guests on the show that are going to help you do that. But I, I want to say this. I have a friend of mine here in San Diego. His name is Dr. Barnett Meltzer. And Barnett wrote a book. He's a holistic uh, doctor. He's actually trained, as I believe, as a heart surgeon, but he's uh, turned into a holistic doctor. He's in his 70s now. He wrote a book called The Ten Rules of High-Performance Living. It's on Amazon. You can get it. But here's what the doctor taught me. He said, most of the time, when people uh, have a, a sign or a symptom that something's not off, he says, I call that stage one. And he says, then there's stage two. You've got something that's not working. You're not paying attention to it. But now it's getting a little more intense. Okay, now, you're, now it's causing pain in your body. He says, that's stage two. Stage three, he says, it turns into chronic. Now you've got this pain in your back, and it may last for a year, two years, three years. It's just it's called chronic, but you're still not paying attention to it. That's stage three. Stage four is basically where the doctors find you. Okay. Most, most people don't go to the doctor until they're stage four. Now the body's starting to fall apart. Now all of a sudden the back, the back is um, uh, so out that you're having pain constantly down your leg or, or in your arm or some, some strange place. And you're, you're wondering what to do. And now you go to a medical doctor who's going to prescribe what medical doctors do. They're phenomenal at being able to cut you and, and you know, paste you back together and, and stuff. But there's also other ways to heal things, right? Which is the path that I, I've taken on my life for many, many years, which is alternative uh, ways to look at the body, alternative ways to look at our mind, alternative ways to, to uh, take this quest, as I mentioned to you, and, um, and, and be able to really heal 
100% what's going on. Now, Dr. Meltzer mentioned to me this. He said, if you're in stage four, you know, by the way, there's stage five, six, and seven, okay? So if you're in that place, you may or may not be able to heal your body. You can always heal your body in stage one, two, and three. You can always heal it, okay? But if you're in those other stages, you may or may not be able to heal it. So this is kind of just my show today is really for you. It's a new year. It's a new you. You want to take your your body to a whole new level. Maybe you want you know you want to feel no pain this whole year. How cool is that? Well, the only thing that has to change is your thinking. You know, your greatest thinking has got your body in the situation where it is, and your greatest thinking will remain there, right? So how do we change? Well, we listen to programs like this. We listen to advocates. We listen to healthcare practitioners that really have some understanding because they've worked with so many people, and they can help you to change your thinking, right? You Sometimes we have to change from fear to faith, right? We have to change it. You know, we have to let go of things, right? People don't like to let go. I love to let go. You know, I like to let go of old ways of thinking and believing and old habits that are not long, no longer serving me. Why? Because when I let them go, something better comes in. I get more joy in my life, more happiness, more more love in my life. Okay, so that's my little soapbox this morning. I hope you're paying attention. Listen, up in the next uh, segment, I have Dr. Glenn Livingston is coming in. He's going to be talking to us about how to never binge again. And you'll want to stay tuned for this. I'll be right back. We'll be back with more Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Attention business owners. The feeling of being overwhelmed, stressed out, and facing difficult business challenges goes hand in hand with being an entrepreneur. But there are solutions, and it's time to explore the possibilities. You work hard as an entrepreneur. Give yourself the break you deserve. Ken D. Foster is the business coach for you. Ken has over 21 years of experience with leaders just like you, who trust to share what is truly going on in their business and that thing called life. You're invited to set up a free confidential consultation with Ken. His wisdom, guided methods, and unique strategies will bring you to new heights and breakthrough obstacles. Visit KenDFoster.com to set up your free confidential consultation. It's time to achieve your dreams because you deserve a successful business and a balanced, happy life. Sound great? Find out how to make this happen. Visit KenDFoster.com. That's KenDFoster.com. KenDFoster.com. Are you feeling stuck or in a holding pattern with your business or life and you're not doing the things you want or love? Then at some point, you're going to be faced with a decision. You'll either choose to keep living in your comfort zone and risk a life of mediocrity or increase your courage, step into your power and forge into the unknown where everything new becomes possible. If you're truly ready to live masterfully, then you need Ken D. Foster's newest book, The Courage to Change Everything, Strategies and Wisdom to Transform Your Life One Day at a Time. This powerful but simple guide provides you with 365 days of life-transforming wisdom, profound questions, and action steps that will increase your strength and open the doors to success. Stop wondering why your business or life isn't working. The answers are available now. Imagine if you had more courage or a Another chance to start following your dreams. To pick up your copy of The Courage to Change Everything, visit thecouragetochangeeverything.com. That's thecouragetochangeeverything.com. We're back with Voices of Courage, and now your host, Ken D. Foster. 
Well, welcome back to Voices of Courage. Today the show is entitled The Courage to Take Full Charge of Your Body. And I want to just give a shout out to a couple of our sponsors. One is Women's Wisdom. It's San Diego's premier network and relationship building group for purpose-driven and soul-inspired female entrepreneurs. They have the top speakers in the nation on business and consciousness. You can find them at womenswisdom.net. That's womenswisdom.net. And also, I'd like to let you know that I have an upcoming workshop uh, on Saturday, February 23rd. It's called The Limitless Experience. Uh, it is for business owners that are really ready to let go of their blocks uh, to success in business and transform their businesses into revenue-generating machines. Uh I want to let you know at that at that event, we are going to look at how to substantially increase your revenue. I'm going to give you some insights and strategies to drive your business to the next level. I'm going to help you to understand those roadblocks that have held you back from reaching your dreams. And I want you to become more receptive to profitable ideas. They're all around us, but a lot of times we're close to it because we're focused on something else. So if you'd like to go to that workshop, it's uh, you can find us online at The Limitless Experience. It is in San Diego. And uh, for KCBQ listeners, it is absolutely free. It's 197 at the day door, but it's uh, KCBQ listeners, it's free, the limitless experience. All right. I am so excited to have my next guest on the show. His name is Dr. Glenn Livingston, and he's a veteran psychologist. He's uh, was was a long-term CEO of a multimillion-dollar consulting firm, which serviced several Fortune 500 clients in the food industry. But Dr. Livingston is, became disillusioned by what traditional psychology had to offer on overweight and food-obsessed individuals. So he spent several decades researching the nature of binging and overeating via work, via working with his own patients and self-funded research programs with more than 40,000 participants. Today, he is an expert in this area, and I'm so excited to have you, Dr. Livingston. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I've been looking forward to it all week, and I hope you'll call me Glenn. <laughs> Well, listen, you and I have talked a little bit off air, and um, we've got to know each other. One of the things I like about you is you really have a, you really are an expert in this area. How did you get into this area in the first place? I'll tell you that in one second. I just have to say the first segment was very inspiring, and my two-thirds since I moved to Florida, and I'm going to find it into tomorrow. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, very serendipitous that you, you went through that. Um, so I, I'm not just a psychologist who decided to work with people that had eating troubles. I had a very serious problem myself. I, when I was a kid, I was weird with food. But when I was about 17, I figured out that because I'm 6'4 and reasonably muscular, if I worked out for about three hours a day, I could eat anything that I wanted to. You know, um, multiple pizzas, boxes of munchkins, um, lattes, chocolate bars, really six, seventy thousand calories a day. It didn't seem to matter. And I didn't have a problem with that. I mean I was spending an awful lot of time eating and exercising, but other than that, it wasn't really oh I'm so sorry. It wasn't really a problem. That was my cat who ran into the phone. Oh. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. What's the cat's name? 
My cat's name is Theo. Okay. And uh, I apologize. No, no worries. No worries. Go ahead. So, so so what? uh, Okay. So you. uh, um, So yeah. So what happened here? So what? What inspired you to move into this field? Well, long story short, is I spent thirty years trying to solve it in the traditional ways. From a family of seventeen psychologists, psychotherapists, and. So when we have a hammer, everything tends to look like a nail. And so I figured it can't be what I'm eating. It must be what's eating me. And I went to see all of these different psychologists and psychiatrists and really tried to love myself then. I figured I must have a hole in my heart. And if I could fill that up, then I wouldn't have to fill it up with all this junk. Um, it wasn't working, though. I, it, would, it was soulful. It was an interesting journey, but it really wasn't working. It would work a little bit, and then it would get worse and a lot worse. Mm. And I went to Overeaters Anonymous, and at the same time, I had a dual career. I was a child and family psychologist, and I, I was having trouble being present with my clients all the time because I'd be thinking about when I can get to the deli. But I also was consulting for large companies, many of them in the food industry. And I saw what they were doing with all these hyperpalatable concentrations of starch and sugar and fat and oil and excitotoxins. And I knew that they were targeting a part of our brain that doesn't know love. They're really targeting the lizard brain. And the reptilian brain, the lizard brain, is the most primitive structure in the brain. And when it looks at something in the environment, it thinks, do I eat it? Do I mate with it or do I kill it? Eat, mate, or kill. There's no love there. Love exists in the higher brain, in the mammalian brain, which thinks about, hey, before you eat, mate, or kill that thing, what's it going to do to the tribe, to your family, to the other people you care about? And then, to a certain extent, it's a concept in the upper brain, which is able to strategize for longer-term goals. And that's where all the things that make us uniquely human live, um, creativity and art and music and religion and spirituality and um, so so let me let me ask you this, Doctor Livingston. So, how do we know which foods are are uh, are good for us or or bad for us? I mean, you're, what you're what you're saying is that foods that uh, uh, target the reptilian brain basically uh, help us to what over binge, uh, overeat, um, you know. And at the at the end of that, I guess maybe you might kind of feel kind of reptilian. Just making that up. I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> I, I think I think that is true. It, it, it taps into the feast and famine cycle, and it okay. makes you feel very primitive. Okay. Um, I, I don't know that I'm the guy to answer that. I, I what I know is that you need, everybody needs to draw those lines for themselves based upon their own research and the doctor that they want to listen to. <laughs> but what I do know is that. It's more like capturing and caging a rabbit animal. It's more like taking the alpha wolf position in the pack where it's like we're of two minds. There's the part of us that has the best intentions over the weekend when we read a new diet book. And then there's the part that says, gee, chocolate's probably just a vegetable because it grows on a plant on on Monday morning when you're at Starbucks. Mm -hmm. And, And if you think about what an alpha wolf does in in a pack if there's a challenge for leadership. It doesn't say, gee, someone needs a hug. It says, hey, step out of line and I'll kill you. Like, this is, this is a fight. Mm. And 
The thing about the way that we're wired with the reptilian brain versus the higher brain where, where we live and everything that's important to us is that we're really wired to be superior. And I think that what I didn't know for 30 years was that, was that there's a lot of emotional associations with food memories and patterns that get set up. And, you know, I could tell you a story if you want about why I think I binged on chocolate and a large study that I did that, um, that kind of proved that. But it didn't really matter. What, what matters is that I knew how to draw a very specific line in the sand, that I learned how to, I learned how to focus on rules as opposed to guidelines. And then I stopped waiting until I loved myself enough, and I decided that I was just going to eat well no matter how I felt. And, um, you know, I did that in a very odd way. It's, I never expected to be talking about it. I, it was just a journal that I kept privately, and it was the result of a lot of research. But, but basically, I decided I had this food monster inside me, and I, I called it my inner pig. It was not a really great choice because it's not what everybody else likes to call it, and you don't have to. But mm-hmm. I called it my inner pig. Mm-hmm. I, decide, I decided that I was going to make a clear line on the sand, like uh, I'll only have chocolate on weekends from now on. And then if I heard a voice in my head that said, gee, Glenn, you exercised enough, or um, gee, one more day is not going to hurt, I knew that was my pig squealing and the chocolate itself would be pig slop. And I'd say, well, I don't need pig slop. I don't let farm animals tell me what to do. I kept a journal about these strange conversations for about eight years, and yeah, I've got a uh, Glenn. I got to take a break here. I want to uh, come back and hear the rest of that story, and of course, I'm going to ask you how I can never binge again. So I'll okay. be right back. Okay. Back with more Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Would you like to help someone in need to move from poverty to prosperity? Stars of Courage, a 501c3 nonprofit, is looking for established life coaches with experience in education and career mentorship to build confidence and create clear paths to success. Join our team of experienced coaches in a wide variety of fields, equipped with warm hearts with a passion for lifting up those in need. Our Stars of Courage. Find out how you can make a difference at Stars of Courage. That's starsofcourage.org. Are you feeling stuck or in a holding pattern with your business or life and you're not doing the things you want or love? Then at some point, you're going to be faced with a decision. You'll either choose to keep living in your comfort zone and risk a life of mediocrity or increase your courage, step into your power and forge into the unknown where everything new becomes possible. If you're truly ready to live masterfully, then you need Ken D. Foster's newest book, The Courage to Change Everything, Strategies and Wisdom to Transform Your Life One Day at a Time. This powerful but simple guide provides you with 365 days of life-transforming wisdom, profound questions, and action steps that will increase your strength and open the doors to success. Stop wondering why your business or life isn't working. The answers are available now. Imagine if you had more courage or another chance to start following your dreams. To pick up your copy of The Courage to Change Everything, visit thecouragetochangeeverything.com. That's thecouragetochangeeverything.com. back with Voices of Courage. And now your host, Ken D. Foster. Well, welcome back, everyone. The name of the show today is The Courage to Take Full Charge of Your Body. 
Listen, I want to thank all of you for tuning in, and I appreciate your feedback about the show. You can find us, of course, on Facebook. We're on Facebook Live right now. A whole bunch of people giving us likes and uh, hearts right now. And uh, you can also find us at voicesofcourage.us, where you can become a subscriber. And we're going to keep you informed of our upcoming guests and some exciting gifts on, on there from time to time from our sponsors and our guests. So, with me on the line right now is Dr. Glenn Livingston, and Glenn was just talking about our inner pig. Boy, was I relating to that. (laughs) I think we all have one of those. And uh, So, how did you overcome this inner pig, and how do we overcome ours? Well, you need to define what healthy eating is for you, and you start with just one rule. Rules are better than guidelines because rules eliminate decisions. So, if I say... I'll never have chocolate Monday through Friday again. That's better than I'll only eat chocolate 10% of the time and I'll eat, you know, well, 90% of the time. Because every time you're in front of a chocolate bar, you'd have to ask yourself, is this the 10% or this the 90%? And that requires a decision. And all the research shows that decisions deplete your willpower. So come up with a rule and just one rule, wherever your single most difficult eating behavior or or trigger might be. For some people, that's I'll never eat standing up again. For some people, it's um, I'll never eat in the car. For other people, it's you know I'll only have chocolate on Saturdays. Whatever it is, people typically know if they take a few breaths and ask themselves. You know, that's that's a really good point. I like that a lot. But you know, I I think that yeah, I know when I I eat, un- eat unconsciously, like I'm watching TV, so I put on the TV and then I just start eating the bag of chips or whatever or the popcorn, and it just I look down and the bowl's gone. I'm like, what? How do we break that pattern? Well, you're not even really enjoying it to the extent that you should. You you break that pattern by deciding that, for example, if I say I will never eat in front of the TV again, that there's going to be a voice inside you that says, come on, tonight doesn't count. Or come on, what about the Super Bowl? Come on, what about X, Y, and Z? <laughs> and that you need to learn to listen, listen for, recognize, and ignore that voice when, when it occurs, and to find the lies that it's telling you if it seems to be persuasive. So, um, you know, if it says, well, one exception is really not going to make a difference, and um, then you can tell it that you know by the principles of neurology, neuroplasticity, that what fires together wires together, which means that if you have one more day doing it, it's going to make it harder to stop the next time. And so you could have disputed the lie that it was telling you. And you listen for the voice and gradually learn to ignore it and make sure that you're attending to whatever authentic need is behind that. So if you're wanting to munch on a bowl of popcorn while you're watching TV, then maybe there is, um, maybe there is some, some need for relaxation or some kind of discharge of energy while you're watching TV, or maybe, you know, you need to be, um, you know, thumbing for a puzzle or, or, or something. I, I could illustrate it a little bit better with if you're trying to give up chocolate, there's probably an authentic need for some type of energy. So maybe, you know, a kale banana smoothie or something like that would, would help you. But there's usually some authentic need behind the craving for 
whatever the industrial food might be. Okay, so I get that. So um, okay, so let's say I um, I start I, I I get it because you know by the way there's another flip side of the uh, the neuroplasticity right what fires together wires together it gets uh, when we make a commitment and when we start that first day. The next day gets easier. The next day gets oh, easier. Yeah. The next day, and, and our brains don't tell us that. They say it's going to be harder the next day. Your food monster will tell you you're going to be tortured forever. Right. But for example, for example, if you give up sugar, it's going to seem like you'll be deprived forever, and you know an apple doesn't taste sweet, and you don't like fruit, and but over the course of about four to six weeks, your taste buds double in sensitivity, and suddenly you like the things that you didn't think that you liked, and it's not as anywhere near as horrible that. I'd never heard that the taste bugs uh, uh, double insensitivity. That's powerful. Yeah, that's that's really and, and and I've done that. I've gotten off sugar completely, and you're absolutely right. Your taste bug, everything starts to taste incredibly good. It's it's kind of the same thing that happens if if you sleep in an apartment underneath the subway, your brain starts to ignore the subway noise after a while because it's been being super stimulated. Mm-hmm. And then if you go out in the country and you sleep, your brain starts to hear the crickets and all the little soft sounds because it is no longer overwhelmed by super stimuli. So, you know, a chocolate bar or a candy bar is a super stimulus. It doesn't really exist in nature. And so your body stops responding with the same pleasure that it was intended to originally. And you can no longer taste the subtle difference between different varieties of fruit or more, more natural foods that are... Available so, Doctor Doctor Livingston. So, I, I think I think uh, I'll just start tomorrow. Let's talk about that concept because it seems to me tomorrow never comes. But I could be wrong. <laughs> you you can only use the present moment to be healthy. When when it's tomorrow, it's still going to be now, right? Mm-hmm. It's and the only time you can put food in your mouth is now. Right. And t- tomorrow never comes. I get tomorrow, it. tomorrow never comes. Yeah. I love that. So let me ask you another uh, issue that people always. That stops me. I, I know that. I'll, I'll quit uh, sugar, and then my wife wants to offer me candy bars that night, right? So social yeah. pressure, how do we deal with that? Well, you have to recognize that they're not necessarily doing it to sabotage you, and that having a conversation about whether it's healthy or not is probably the last thing that you want to do. What you want to do is recognize that there's some love behind what they're offering you, and you need to give them another way to love you. So my mom used to offer me cake whenever I walked into the house. And then I started saying, you know, mom, I, I had a bit of a big lunch. My stomach's a little upset. Could I, could I get a mint tea? Could you get me a mint tea or something? Or mom, it's a little cold in here. Do you think I could borrow one of Michael's sweaters? There, there's a welcoming ritual when people get back together after having not seen each other for a while. And it's, it's almost like breaking bread or, or, you know, welcoming someone back into the tribe with love. And if you give that person the opportunity to do that, then nine times out of ten, you're going to really soften their need to give you the candy bar in the first place. That's really good. Well, listen, I know that you have a, uh, a book out there. It's called uh, Never Binge Again. Reprogram Yourself to Think Like a Permanently Thin Person. And uh, you want to tell us a little bit about that and, and how can people get that? Uh, it's available for free at neverbingeagain.com in Kindle, Nook, or PDF format. Uh, let me slow that down. Neverbingeagain.com. Neverbingeagain.com. I want everybody to be able to get that, and it's free. That's awesome. Go ahead. Yeah, and I, I know that I was rushing a little bit in the interview, so I, there are 
detailed recordings of conversations with clients that'll make it a lot clearer what we're doing and how it works. And there are some food plan starter templates. It's, it's all free at neverbingeagain.com. Click the big red button and you'll see how to get that. That's great. Well, you know, it, on, on that website and in the book, do you talk about emotional eating? Because I think a lot of people emotionally eat. I know I've done that myself. So let me tell you a story. My, my, I, in the study that I did, I discovered that people who struggled with chocolate like I did tended to be lonely or brokenhearted. And I was in a not so great marriage and it made sense that I was feeling like that. But I called my mom, who was a therapist, and I said, Mom, is there anything in my upbringing that would suggest that I run to chocolate when I'm upset? And she gets this horrible sound in her voice, and she says, I'm so sorry, honey. And I said, what is it? She said, well, when you were about one, my dad had just gone to prison, and my husband, your dad, was a captain in the Army, and they were talking about sending him to Vietnam, and I was just terrified and depressed all the time. And I didn't have the wherewithal to always take care of you when you came running to me. So... If you came running to me crying or wanting to be fed, I had a big bottle of chocolate syrup in a refrigerator on the floor. And I'd say, honey, go get your Bosco chocolate syrup. She'd just say Bosco. And I'd go running over it and suck on it and go into a chocolate sugar coma. And you'd think that when I learned about that, that, you know, if we were in the movies, mom and I would have a big hug and a big cry and we'd forgive each other and then I'd never have trouble with chocolate again. And... Well, we did have the metaphorical hug and the cry, and I did forgive myself, and I learned an awful lot about her, and I certainly forgive her. My chocolate eating actually got worse. And the reason it got worse was because of this voice in my head that said, you know what, Glenn, you're right. Your mama didn't love you enough, and she left a great big chocolate-sized hole in your heart. And until you can find the love of your life and fix this problem, you're going to have to keep going, binging on chocolate. Let's go get some right now. Yippee. Mm. What I learned from that was that if emotions are the fire then the, the food monster is what pokes holes in the fireplace and allows the emotions to get out of the fireplace and burn down the house. It's not a problem to have a fire that's contained in a good fireplace. We don't have to fix the emotions right away. I mean, it's a nice long-term project, but it's a lot faster to identify the specific ways that you're listening to this voice in your head that's talking you into making the connection between... I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I love it. Dr. Livingston, we're out of time. I'd love to have you back. We barely scratched the subject here. And um, for those of you that want more information, they can go to neverbingeagain.com. Get uh, the book for free. And uh, there's also, uh, I heard, recordings on that site. Um, Again, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Glenn Livingston, for being part of this show today. Thank you for having me. Okay. Take care. We'll be back with more Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Attention business owners. The feeling of being overwhelmed, stressed out, and facing difficult business challenges goes hand in hand with being an entrepreneur. But there are solutions, and it's time to explore the possibilities. You work hard as an entrepreneur. Give yourself the break you deserve. Ken D. Foster is the business coach for you. Ken has over 21 years of experience with leaders just like you, who trust to share what is truly going on in their business and that thing called life. You're invited to set up a free conversation 
confidential consultation with Ken. His wisdom, guided methods, and unique strategies will bring you to new heights and breakthrough obstacles. Visit KenDFoster.com to set up your free confidential consultation. It's time to achieve your dreams because you deserve a successful business and a balanced, happy life. Sound great? Find out how to make this happen. Visit KenDFoster.com. That's KenDFoster.com. KenDFoster.com. with Voices of Courage. And now your host, Ken D. Foster. Wow. I'm loving the day. I'm loving the music. I'm loving uh, the guests. What a, what a great day. Today we're talking about the courage to take charge of your body. And uh, I want to, before I get to my next guest, I just, I mentioned this in the uh, second segment, I think, but I'll mention it again. I have a workshop coming up here in San Diego. It's at Morgan Run Country Club. It's on Saturday, February 23rd from 8.30 to 1. And if you're an entrepreneur, you're a business owner, and you kind of feel it's like time to let go of any limitations or blocks to your success, well, I'm an expert in that. That's what I do. And we're going to be going over different strategies to help you transform your business and substantially increase your income. We're also going to get some insights into how to drive that business to the next level. And I'm going to teach you about a, a specific way to put team around you that you've probably never heard of. In fact, it's a new model. That's uh, There's a lot of research around it. And I'm going to be giving you that model at this workshop so that you can start putting teams around you that are highly effective and really exponentially expand your business. So I hope you'll join me. Again, it's Saturday, February 23rd in San Diego. You can register at thelimitlessexperience.com, thelimitlessexperience.com, or just go to Meetup in one of my companies called Shared Vision. Look for Shared Vision on Meetup. It's on there, too. All right, in studio with me. I'm so excited. All the way from Phoenix, California. Flew in this morning. Got up at five in the morning to get here. Or four in the morning, probably. Phoenix, Arizona. Yes. All right. Is Dr. Nancy Gertzwinger. Gertzinger. Gertzinger. I'm getting it right. All right. Nancy is a an amazing woman. And I want to say this. After 42 years in the educational community, Nancy had to retire due to a chronic illness. She had many experiences as a classroom teacher, assistant principal, district special educator administrator, and taught classes at three universities. You know, due to having an elective surgery in 2009 and trusting her doctor and the doctor's medical errors resulted in eight elective surgeries and procedures in some harmful medication. Nancy has regrettably learned after the fact many important expectations to happen, uh, many important expectations that she needed to know at the time, and now she's become a medical advocate. She is the go-to person uh, if you want to understand how to deal with these doctors and how to deal with your own life. Nancy, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm just I'm honored to have thrilled you thrilled to be here and very excited to pass information on to your listeners. 
Well, listen, I'm going to just jump right in. Why do we need a medical advocate? We need a medical advocate because we need to know we're doing the right thing. And sometimes we don't consider what we're doing or research. And that was my biggest problem is when I decided to have the surgery, I'd already had two spinal cord surgeries. So I figured this surgery was going to be a piece of cake. I did not research it. I did not have a medical advocate. And this is what I learned. Well, talk to me about a medical advocate. I don't, you know, I don't know where I'd find one and I don't really know what they do. Can you educate me on that? Medical advocates are going to be your companion to help you understand what you need to do, how you need to do it and how to proceed. So you can talk to your healthcare provider and focus on getting well. So if it's just a common, ordinary doctor's visit, they can help you understand that you write down why you're going in and what questions you want answered. But if it's a medical procedure or if it's surgery, they can help you research that and decide whether you want to pursue that, decide what questions you need answered, how you want to go about that. And the name of the game is research, whether you do it or whether a medical advocate does it. And one thing I thought of while we were talking to the doctor and while you were doing some of your information is we are the CEO of our own health. And we don't think about that. We are in charge. We have to make choices. And so getting a medical advocate helps us do that. That's really powerful. I um, I think there's a lot of us that walk into doctor's offices and we don't, you know, we kind of turn our power over to them because they're the expert and we think that they know what's best for our bodies. Um, how should I approach a doctor, you know, or a medical personnel when I go into the office? How should I approach them? Well, first of all, I think you need to know what answers you want. When you go into that doctor's office, you're going in there for a purpose. It's not to you know, just say hello. And it kind of cracks me up when they say, how are you? Well, I, I'm not well because I'm here. <laughs> so what, what questions do you want answered? What are your symptoms? What do you want when you walk out of there? Um, do you want medication? Do you want procedures? Do you want better eating habits? I mean, I, I can't tell you not knowing why you're going in, right, right. but Write down questions because we go in and then we have a blank mind. And if it's going to be a difficult visit, take someone with you, write those questions down and make sure the doctor has a copy and your advocate has a copy. That's really important. You know, I, I, when I'm, you're saying, saying that to me, I'm thinking, I want to know the cause of what, what's going on for me. Now, of course, if I break a leg, I probably don't need to know the cause. I need to know how long it's going to heal, what it's, uh, what, what's the procedure going to be, are they going to do surgery, and, and all that. But, you know, you're, you make a good point because in the moment, uh, especially when the mind is stressed, we don't necessarily think rationally. We, we are in a, kind of that reptilian that our last guest uh, talked about, the reptilian mind, where we're just reacting. And that's absolutely right. I was in the hospital a couple months ago, and um, the medical test hadn't come back in, and the IG, or the internal disease doctor was in there, and the nurse came in and said, we're going to dismiss you. And he said, no, you're not. You don't have test results back yet. And I looked at her and I said, you should be my medical advocate. 
why are you suggesting that I go home and I should be my medical advocate? But as you said, you're caught up in the moment. Someone's telling you what you need to do and you say, okay. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I remember my father uh, telling me that uh, when he went into the hospital, never leave me alone. In fact, I've had other family members tell me, uh, you know, tell me the same thing. If I ever go to the hospital, never leave me alone. But I hadn't put it in the terms of medical advocate because there needs to be somebody that is really on your team that's not part of the disease or part of what's going on for you. They're removed from it. They're listening. They're removed from it. And they know what to ask. That's good. So let's, um, uh, a lot of times, you know, you do a doctor's visit and the next thing that happens is they prescribe medicine to you. Um, what, what should we be doing with the prescribed medicine that a doctor gives us? Well, first of all, I'm going to tell you, when you go to the pharmacy, you will get a pamphlet. Right. Looks like this. Right. If you're on Facebook, she's showing us this uh, large uh, medical it, it's sheet. A, it's uh, it's uh, fine print, and it's very large, and nobody's going to read it. And that's a mistake. <laughs> that's the mistake. You should read it. But what will happen is not only... You can end up getting this for your common, ordinary drugs. Right. But for more complicated drugs, you're going to get the form that we just talked about, but then you're going to get another sheet of paper. And it has black boxes on it, which is your first warning from the FDA that this is serious, pay attention. The other warning is at the top, it says medication guide. And that's a second level of warning from the FDA that you need to read and know about. So, you know, what I want to know, I got to take a break here, but what I want to know, I've read those things and it says like, you know, you'll have heart palpitations, your blood will thin, you might have low blood pressure, you might get migraines, you might, uh, uh, your fingers might fall off. And I want to know when we come back, when I read that, what do I do with that information? Okay, we'll be right back. We'll be back with more Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Are you feeling stuck or in a holding pattern with your business or life and you're not doing the things you want or love? Then at some point, you're going to be faced with a decision. You'll either choose to keep living in your comfort zone and risk a life of mediocrity or increase your courage, step into your power and forge into the unknown where everything new becomes possible. If you're truly ready to live masterfully, then you need Ken D. Foster's newest book, The Courage to Change Everything, Strategies and Wisdom to Transform Your Life One Day at a Time. This powerful but simple guide provides you with 365 days of life-transforming wisdom, profound questions, and action steps that will increase your strength and open the doors to success. Stop wondering why your business or life isn't working. The answers are available now. Imagine if you had more courage or another chance to start following your dreams. To pick up your copy of The Courage to Change Everything, visit thecouragetochangeeverything.com. That's thecouragetochangeeverything.com. with Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Learn more about Ken, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities by visiting voicesofcourage.us. And now your host, Ken D. Foster. Well, we're back. We're in studio here with Dr. Nancy Gertzinger. 
And she is a medical advocate. She's talking about, um, I just asked her a question. I asked her, when I read the uh, prescription drug information that's uh, given to me at the pharmacy that's mandatory uh, by, by the government for me to, read, to have, um, I read these things, and a lot of times it says, uh, you know, you're going to get sick or you have a headache or you uh, have diarrhea or on and on it goes in some of these warnings. And I just asked Nancy, what do we do with the warnings? Because I feel kind of powerless. I'm supposed to take this drug, and now I have all these side effects. I'm like, do I take it? Well, it is kind of scary reading it because you think, oh, my gosh, maybe I should just skip this because the warnings are worse than what the symptoms are. But they're required to tell you everything that may or may not happen. Hmm. So what you do is you read it. And then if you do get some kind of symptom and it's significant, that's when you call your, your doctor or your pharmacist to find out what to do. But on the medication guide, I would pay more attention to those black boxes and medication guide. And um, again, like you said, you listen to your body and take action at stage one or stage two. Okay, I get it. Now, listen. So the doctor's going to prescribe me a drug. I'm in his office, and I, he says, you know, I think you need to take this antibiotic. And, you know, last time I took that, I had a negative reaction, but I didn't really want to tell anybody. Um, and I, you know, I don't know if I want to do this in a doctor's office. How do we, um, how do we confront a doctor uh, you know, with something like this that matters, right? How do we confront them and say, I don't want your prescription? Right. Or well, whatever I, we say. I have done that. Mm-hmm. I'm anti-Cipro. And the FDA has said you only take Cipro in extreme measures. And I was to take Cipro before a test at the urology office. And I said, I won't take it. I The FDA has done a study and it is quite involved about all the different drastic things that can happen. So most doctors on drugs will give you an alternative because there are alternatives. But um, there's other things that that you may want to confront the doctor with that won't be quite as easy. Okay, so yeah, you know, I I guess, let let me back up. Why should I even confront a doctor, right? I mean, he's the expert. I'm paying them. Well, if your instinct or something is saying, gosh, I don't know about this. I really want to question this. Doctors are good and they are great, but they don't know your body as well as you do. So if you hear something that you do not feel comfortable with, you are the CEO of your own body and you have the right to question that. And some doctors will go along with it and explain exactly why they're doing it and give you alternatives. And other doctors may be a little more egotistical and may not accept any kind of feedback from you. Mm-hmm. Well, what do I do with a doctor like that? Well, let, let's, you know, in, in, your, in, your, um, uh, in your work, you have something called care frontation. Let's talk about that. What is that? Okay, first of all, confrontation is a negative reaction between two people that usually end up negatively. Carefrontation is a way of looking at something and 
explaining why you care about this explanation, offering some alternatives, and then summarizing it and seeing if we're all on the same page. So how would that look or how would that be? Uh, give me an example of that at a doctor's office, let's say. Okay. Dr. Foster, you're suggesting I get this medical procedure, and it's an elective procedure. And I want to know what other procedures are available. Could we talk about those? Well, we can talk about them sometime, but right now I'm very busy and I, I have to get to the next patient. So I, I'd like to talk to you, but I, I really need to move on today. So do I need to make another appointment then to talk to you about that? Obviously, this, this elective surgery isn't needed right now. Well, I wouldn't have prescribed it to you if it wasn't needed. I, I really feel like it would benefit you. Well, I appreciate that, but I need some more answers, and you cannot give those to me right now. So we need to either decide that you have more time now to explain it to me or that I can make another appointment. Well, let, let, me, let me check with my nurse. Maybe I can uh, you know, come back in a couple minutes. Maybe I can give you some more time on this. That would be wonderful. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Okay, got it. So that's carefrontation. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, it seems like it takes a little courage to do that. It takes a lot of courage. But again, it's your body. What do you want done to your body? And if you don't want it done, why aren't you speaking up? Mm-hmm. And you don't have to get emotional about it. Mm-hmm. State facts, state clearly, and accept what you think is the appropriate answer. And if it's not, then again, go after it. That's great. Listen, I I, uh, <clears throat> I have here in my hand how to be your own medical advocate. And I happen to know that you're giving this report away uh, for free for anybody that emails you. And I'm going to give the email, then I'm going to ask you about the report itself. So the email is nancy at drnancyspeaker.com. Nancy at drnancyspeaker.com. I'll say it one more time. Nancy at drnancyspeaker.com. How to be your own medical advocate. So what, um, what's in this report that would uh, benefit me? Well, or I'm, my listeners, especially. <laughs> well, I feel like it's an A to Z. It starts out with know your insurance. And one of the things I got caught up with was going to the ER emergency room and their physicians were not covered by my insurance. And so I was billed individually for them. The surprise. Uh, another thing, I have a lot of um, HTTP sites from everything from when is should you seek medical attention to uh, FDA drugs and what you should look at. Um, where should I research? Mayo Clinic is excellent. Uh, what kind of vaccines do, do I need? What kind of vaccines do my children need? Let me just take two seconds to say, if you're not into vaccines and you do not believe in them, you have the right to say no. The other thing I'll say with children's vaccines is they don't need all seven at once or whatever number they're doing. You can ask the doctor to space them out. 
That's a whole show we could do together on that. Yes, I, I agree with that. You know, this is uh, this is so valuable for our listeners, Nancy. Uh, I have a question. You know, when I'm sitting here thinking, man, if I'm going to the hospital, I'm calling you. <laughs> or I'm calling a medical uh, advocate. I, I mean, you really convinced me of that. I, I think this this is very valuable. So how, uh, if somebody wanted to talk to you about that, how would they get a, a hold of you? Well, they can do the Dr. Nancy. Okay, they can they can contact you then at nancy at drnancyspeaker.com. Mm-hmm. The other thing is they can go to their search bar and say, how can I find a medical advocate? There are trained medical advocates that can help you. The other thing is take a friend. I've taken friends before and given them my questions, and then they'll off, often feed off of what I'm saying or what the doctor is saying. I love it. Dr. Nancy, thank you so much for being on this show, and I really appreciate it. One final thought, quick. I am not a medical doctor. Right. My doctorate is in medical... or. <laughs> Is an educational leadership. <laughs> You're a PhD. Uh, I got it. It is. So I, I want to yeah. make sure I, people glad, know I'm that. I'm glad we, we said that. Thank you so much. All right. Well, listen, as always, uh, if you're interested in our show, I encourage you to follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, or send us your questions and comments to viewer at voicesofcourage.us. Also, you can find the recording of this show and all of our replays on voicesofcourage.us. Until next time, live courageously and see the unseeable, know the unknowable, and do the impossible. Thanks for joining us for Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Learn more about Ken, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities by visiting voicesofcourage.us. Be sure to join us next Sunday at 10 a.m. as Ken brings more stories of courage that will inspire greatness within you and change your life for the better. This has been Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster.